I want to talk to you tonight about two ingredients that will put you over in life, and it's strength and courage. The Bible says, only be strong and very courageous four times in the introduction of the book of Joshua. You know, they're getting ready to, Moses is dead, and now rise up and cross the Jordan and finally get to possess the land. It was, a, it was an incremental historical moment, and people had waited a long, long time. In the case of Joshua and Caleb, 40 years, and they were about to uh, advance. And um, Winston Churchill said, uh, it's courage that counts. You know, he was in that context of the bombings in, in London and uh, as prime minister of England, and he had to deal with that. And, uh, you know, there's a, a saying in England, uh, be calm and carry on. Have you ever seen that? They put it on T-shirts. They have it in posters. And uh, so I just, I just feel like we need to look at this a little bit. Now, I want to just say courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is the conquest of it. Because there, 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 are, there are kind of things in the world that could, could get us upset. But when we, just as Holly was leading us in that song, uh, he'll never fail us. I mean, we've got documented evidence in the scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament, that corroborates that. So I want to pray, and then I want to go into 1 Chronicles chapter 28, and we're going to look at a moment uh, similar to Joshua and Caleb's uh, stride forward. In this case, David uh, was having his son Solomon build the temple and house the Ark of the Covenant and the, the footstool of our God and the glory and um, for his people. So it was for God and not man. And uh, God had raised him up to do it. But Father, I pray that you give us a boost tonight in the spirit. I pray people would get so encouraged that they almost won't know what to do with it. I pray, God, it would come upon them and overtake them and shape the rest of their lives. I pray this would be a divine supernatural night of impartation, of infusion of hope, and of strengthening. In Jesus' name, amen. And all God's people said, and I love Ephesians 3 where it says that in prayer that God would, according to the riches of his glory, uh, strengthen us with might by his spirit in the inner man. So that you, you, you know, you'd be rooted and grounded in love and get strengthened. And um, I want to hear an amen because, not because I want to prompt you to respond, but because amen means so be it. And it means I take, I'll take that. Amen? Amen. amen. So let, let's look at this. Let's go to First Chronicles. Uh, it's right before Second Chronicles, <laughs> if that helps you. And um, in my Bible, it's page 626. Oh, my hand had a ribbon on it. Nice. Okay, so here's the synopsis of the chapter. David is addressing the people regarding the temple. He assembled, and we'll start with verse 1 and highlight it a little bit to give you some foundation, but we're mainly going to go into verses 19 and 20. 
And uh, it says, now David assembled at Jerusalem all the officials of Israel, the princes of the tribes, the commanders of the divisions that serve the king, and the commanders of thousands, the commanders of hundreds, the overseers of all the prosperity and livestock belonging to the king and his sons, with the officials and the mighty men, even all the valiant men. David and these guys have been through a lot, and this is a significant moment in their progression. And David gets up and he says, now listen to me, my brethren and my people. I had intended to build a permanent home for the ark of the covenant of the Lord and for the footstool of our God so that I, I had made uh, preparations to build it. But God said to me, you shall not build a house for my name because you are a man of war and have shed blood. Yet the Lord, the God of Israel, chose me from all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever. For he has chosen Judah to be a leader in the house of Judah, my father's house, and among the sons of my father. He took pleasure in me to make me king over all Israel. So of all of his sons, and he had a lot of sons, he's chosen my son Solomon to sit on the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. And he said to Solomon, your sons, he said, he said to me, your son Solomon is the one who shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be a son to me, and I will be a father to him, and I will establish his kingdom forever if he resolutely performs my commandments and ordinances as is done now. So he lays this out. Here's, they're on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. They're getting ready to build. And what's cool is whom God calls, he equips. And so you fast forward for time to verse 19, and it says, all this, said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me all the details of this pattern. That verse right there shows and indicates to each of us that God uh, withholds no good thing from those who walk uprightly. God is a God of information, and he wants you to be a follower that is informed. God has wisdom available to us. That Old Testament truth bumped up into the New Testament, the book of James, it says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men generously and won't hold back. He's so good with it. Young people, hear the word of the Lord. He'll help you out every time. You could cry out to the Lord. And my wife and I talked about this this week. The, 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 the challenge in our Christian life with waiting on the Lord, praying, you know, endeavoring to find out his timing, and then taking action. And these things actually are compatible rather than, than contradictory. They that wait upon the Lord will gain new strength. And as you inquire of the Lord, he, according to this verse 19, he gave details of the pattern to David and where David was able to put it into writing. That reminded me of Habakkuk chapter 2, where, and you guys, it's a famous verse, and this applies to so many areas of our lives. You record the vision, make it plain on tablets so the one that reads it may run. You business people, business leaders, you know the importance of a vision. Proverbs 29, 18 says, without a vision... My people perish. Well, with a vision, 
We'll run with restraint. We'll run targeted. We'll run, you know, Joshua and Caleb had a target. It was to cross the Jordan and go take possession of the land. But the key ingredients, only be strong and very courageous. Young families, only be strong and very courageous as you bring children into the world. There are people here that are pregnant. You're about ready to birth another child. Only be strong and very courageous. Uh, uh, strength uh, is, is, is a stabilizing element out of weakness. It says in Hebrews 11, they were made strong. How many of you can say, man, the Lord has been there for me on so many occasions. I want, I want to share this in my testimony with the world. You know, I want to, I, you know, I remember I was witnessing when I was going through Bible school in Oklahoma and a guy said, yeah, well, he won't pay your bills. And I thought, and I went home and I thought, well, you, you know, cause he's, he was thinking I was just ethereal and, and, you know, spiritual and I, and I, and, and I am spiritual, but it, this has to be practical too. And we got home and someone had scotch taped on our door of our apartment a brown paper with a $20 bill in it. Well, maybe it was 50, and, uh, and I don't remember the amount, but it was, it was money. And I thought, I wish that guy was here, because he does pay your bills. He does meet all of our needs. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And don't you think that's fascinating that the Lord called David but David had been a man of bloodshed and war, and so God said, no, I, I want now to, to use your son to build it. And David said, okay. And David was just cooperative. It wasn't like David was let down. It was like, well, let's just get it done. And God gave David all the detail. Now look at verse 20. Then David said to his son Solomon, and you might want to write these nine points down. Be strong would be number one. Number two, and courageous. Number three, and act. We're gonna, we're gonna go back to these, but let's read it through. Do not fear would be number four. Nor be dismayed would be number five. Number six would be, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. For the Lord God, my God, is with you. And then uh, number seven, I love this, he will not fail you. That's what we just have been singing. This has happened so many times in the preparation of these songs and the worship set, and it ends up coinciding with what the Holy Spirit is uh, leading your pastor to share on. And uh, he will not fail you. You know, there is no failure in God. And I was fascinated to find out um, that there are actual Satanists that think Lucifer is the one that you should prefer to follow rather than God. And, and it's not, you know, it's fascinating to me. I heard their logic, and it's, 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 it's flawed logic because Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And uh, he's gonna be wrapped up in chains and thrown out forever. So he is not worthy to be followed. But God is. And that's why he's telling Solomon, be strong, be courageous, act. Do not fear nor be dismayed for the Lord God, my God is with you. He will not fail you. Number eight, nor forsake you. One of the things we as human beings hate the most is rejection. We deal with the fear of rejection from the time in school when they were picking out who'd be on the basketball, sides on the basketball game. 
you know, and you're just seeing everybody get picked, you know, the, the seven-footer gets picked, you know, it's like, I understand that, but then, they, you know, they, then they're picking, hey, you guys, I could practically slam dunk in my mind, you know, <laughs> anyway, um, no, number, number nine, until the work for the service of the house of the Lord is finished. Amen. Oh, a couple of years ago, LaDonna Ellis gave me Isaiah 41.10. And it goes along this, it parallels with this idea. And, and I want to see it in the Amplified Translation. Uh, the Amplified Translation, during a staff meeting, uh, Jana Moore read this out, and it was, it was so good. It says, fear not, there is nothing to fear. For I am with you. Do not look around you in terror and be dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen and harden you to difficulties. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will hold you up and retain you with my victorious righteous right hand of righteousness and justice. Aren't you glad for that? Hand of rightness and justice. That is a, isn't that great? See, the Amplified... It amplifies it. And how, how many of you can say, you know what? I've been through some stuff, and God has never let me down. I know some of you guys, and I know some of your situations. And uh, hasn't he been good to you? I've visited you in the hospital. I've prayed for you. We've walked together in real living. I love Christianity because of Jesus, because it's real, and because it works. That's why I'm going with it. It's like, well, you know, it, it, even if it's false, it would be a, it, you still would have lived a great life. If, if it was false, you would have lived a false life, and you would have not lived a great life. I don't buy that. This is what it is because it is what it is. It's preeminently, above all else, authentic truth. Jesus, he nailed it when he talked to Thomas. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He, 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 this is the way to go. And, um, you know, as for the proud one, his soul's not right within him, but the righteous shall live by faith. And I want to tell you, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse, oh, I think it's 24. Um, Faithful is he who calls you, and he'll also bring it to pass. He called Joshua and Caleb to take the promised land, right? Right? Why did he keep saying to him, only be strong and very courageous? You know, in verse 5, first, uh, Joshua 1.5, and it, it goes in 1.5 and 8 and 9 and then the last verse of the chapter. But he, but he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, being careful to do all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, then you'll have good success. There is nothing wrong with that. In fact, that is not an ideal. That is actually what God is trying to furnish to us tonight. He, in fact, in this message, if you pay attention to it, there is substance being transferred here that can fuel the fulfillment of your destiny. Joshua and Caleb had a destiny. It was to go take the people and lead them across the Jordan into the promised land. And they're still thriving in that situation today. Solomon, in fact, completed the temple. It's a, he was inexperienced, and yet God chose people, raised them up according to their skill. 
Uh, David gave lavishly the gold for gold, the silver for silver, all the iron for iron, all the things that were bronze and everything that was necessary. And the detailing. I looked at this one time and and compared it to the, the ministry of Jesus. Solomon had the plan for the porch and um, which seems inconsequential. Now, the porch on the temple was not like the porch on a house, but it, it still was a porch. And uh, later on, Jesus' glory was showcased on that porch, hundreds of years later. So things we do in faith and obedience matter in the long haul. Your life of obedience your carrying of the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then he turned to his disciples and said, you're the light of the world. And then it's cascaded and proliferated throughout the generations. And it's on us now. And the world is in gross darkness, but people are going to come to the brightness of your shining. And they will see a great light. And when we look to him, light comes. I see people who grew up in Eastern Bloc, Europe, Light came, the Berlin Wall came down, the Iron Curtain up the street in Fulton, Missouri. Uh, Winston Churchill famously coined the phrase, the Iron Curtain, in a famous speech just 100, just 100 miles away. And uh, then yet, Jesus put his hands on that Iron Curtain and in our lifetime tore it so the gospel could go into a place and repenetrate and revive where it had been stifled because the word of God is not imprisoned. And God opens a door no man can shut. A great door of effective service is open to me and there are many adversaries. 1 Corinthians 16, 9. We stand together and we fight the good fight of faith. We believe together. We're linked as a family of believers. And it's according to the proper working of each individual part that's going to cause the growth of the body, the building up of itself in love. We're in an amazing potential right now. The Holy Spirit is pouring out nutrition and ideas, directives, even as I'm speaking, just like he did there. And I love this verse. All this, said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by his hand upon me all the details of this pattern. I believe for a burst and breakthrough of revelation. I believe in God research scientists get the cure for cancer, Alzheimer's, and these other horrendous diseases. I'm using my faith. In fact, when we would do jump, and I'm preaching to the kids, instead of it being a little child, little pat them on the head, go, let's have some fun, rah, 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 I'm seeing the people down the road, maturing, developing, having scientific skills and medical in inclinations, and I'm imagining somebody in that group could be have the cure for cancer, and I'd start crying. I would think about people that I loved, like T.L. Osborne and Reinhard Bonnke and some of these people that were so impactful in my life, and I thought, God, you could raise up some of these people like that. Uh, Chris Worley also, you know, on the other side, said we could prevent people from going into darkness and, and being evil. And I thought about that too. She was right about that. And in a meeting like this, in a moment like this, 
in, 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 as we're underscoring this chapter out of the book of, of 1 Chronicles? That God is our God. Faithful to a thousand generations. So when he says be strong, you know, it, it, it's like what he told Timothy. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. It's what he told the church at Ephesus. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That's where our sufficiency is. We don't, listen, we don't have any human methodology that we could get over praised for. Everything we have comes from God. He gets all the praise. All our intellectual aptitudes, any of our skills, any of the things we, that, that happen, we for sure understand where it came from and we get the opportunity to give him the praise. And even the description of later on, we're gonna be casting our crowns at his feet. That means you're gonna have crowns, like achievements and, 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 and positive impact in life and you're gonna be able to go, wow, yeah, it's because of you, Holy Spirit. It's because what you did, Jesus. It's because of you, Father, what you did to me. It's, it's, it's your word, thank you for your word. Where's Paul the Apostle? Where's Moses? I want to say thank you to you guys. I read your stuff. Hosea goes, what about me? Did you read my book? It was the only Hispanic prophet in the Bible, my Hosea. Didn't you read my book? Then David said to Solomon, be strong and courageous and act. These things are tied together. Be strong, not just so you can stand and flex in front of a mirror for vanity purposes. Be courageous just so you can run around like and, and, and kind of express your, your, your bravery. No, it's, it's in order that get strengthened, get, get emboldened, don't be timid. Don't shrink back. His soul has no pleasure in those who shrink back. We as believers have to spend some time fending off timidity and fear and insecurity in order to embrace this forward-moving thing called the life of faith. So we do tonight. We're going to continue to do it. We continually stand on the solid foundation of this. And he said, be strong, courageous, and act. And, I, you know, be strong with the conviction that God's here to help you. He loves you. Doesn't it say in Psalm 46.1? What, what does it say in Psalm 46.1? I'm glad you asked. What does it say? Somebody tell me what it says. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help. In, and see, that right there removes the idealism of denial. We are not vacuous, fantasy-oriented people as Christians. We are locked into reality. But we're optimistic realists. We know how messed up things are. We know with the, with the first entry-level step we took was admitting we were sinful. That's, that's not denial. We had to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and repentance because we were admitting there's a problem. And we were the problem, right? So, and, and, and no blame shifting. And yet, Jesus then cleanses us of all unrighteousness. He pronounces us the righteousness of God in Christ. 
He puts his grace on us. We're saved not on the basis of deeds we've done in righteousness, but according to his mercy. Mm, Boy, I want people to get this before they die. I want people to go, you know, I need Jesus, man, and I receive him. Because he's the rescuer. It's just like when the U.S. Coast Guard guy dropped out of the helicopter, and when we had that boating accident, he asked permission to board, and we had called we had called the emergency line on the radio, and they came, and they came to our rescue, and we let them in, and it was just, salvation is just as realistically as that. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. You, 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 know, you, you know that, but we need to carry that and cherish that. That's more precious than a basketball-sized pearl. That's more precious than all the accolades we could get from man, all the sophisticated breakthrough we could get in any kind of our careers. That that is singularly the big deal of the big deals. Oh, that I might know him. Right? That's a big deal. And you young people, listen, take heed to this. I want to tell you, when he says be strong, he'll give you strength. He says be courageous, he'll give you courage. He says act We're to be action people, and we're to be activated. And how are we activated? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Right? Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Come on. Who am I speaking to? I'm speaking to a a, a breed that is strategically placed in the end-time generation that have been through so many things. You young people, you're forming. We get it. I was young too. I, 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 I had been through teenage years. I felt the, the, the difficulty of it in my case. So I can relate, but it's different now than it was when I was a teenager. And yet, God's not different. He never changes. He's constantly faithful, and he's with us. You guys that have been through stuff, you guys that maybe some of you just are seized with the toxicity of, of, of the oppression of a thing. Well, I want to tell you, Only be strong and very courageous. Having done everything to stand firm, stand firm. And take action. I'm going to tell you something. During COVID, we we worked. We were up here 12 hours a day sometimes. Nobody was here. We used it as a time to just seek God. And we came up here just about every day for hours. And God began to give me ideas about you know, just starting to fix the facilities to get ready for the harvest and get ready for revival because we felt like we're in a global pandemic. They're saying stand away from each other, don't get near each other, shut down businesses, shut down schools. And I thought, is this like Ebola where blood's going to squirt out of our eyes? I don't, you know, we didn't know. And it was a fearful, terrifying moment. And yet with God, he was downloading patterns and giving strategy and little things like little you know, improvements and getting the the grounds fixed up and, you know, making things right and, uh, you know, putting in and beautifying little spots and areas for people to fellowship again. We were dreaming. That's why we did those waterfalls because we knew we're we're not only going to come back together, but we're going to need places to hang out. And so now we're even using the in between the buildings uh, and we're going to continue to move back in this direction because this is a vital part of church life. We've had a lot of Jewish people that, are, that, that weren't Christians, but they, they saw the community built in St. Louis Family Church. And they realized, because they, 
through their, as a people, have been so attacked and oppressed and marginalized, they see, what ha- they, they see the value of this kind of thing. St. Louis Family Church, God's called us together uh, for a series of uh, strategic purposes in the context of learning how to just live our daily lives. Um, single people get married. Married people have babies. We raise kids. We grow in the Lord. We get stronger and stronger. We go through decades, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond. And in each increment, each season, God is faithful. He has corresponding strength. As our days are, so shall our strength be. Do you want to use, that means he has provision for every season of our situations, at your work, in your projects, in your family life. In your, in your thought life, in your physicality, in your decision making. And God wants us to take action. So we would pray and then and, and we would be waiting and trusting in God. And God, God just downloaded some things. I had to get up and jump. I've had to do this twice this week. I had to get up in the middle of the night and write stuff down because God's, I got breakthrough that I've been believing for for 40 years. And, uh, you know, God, just to, to, to tie things together for the facilities, you know, uh, uh, I, I think it's, it's getting better and better, brighter and brighter. And, 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 and if you, I don't know if you've ever had to go to a bathroom, but the bathrooms are nicer than they've ever been. I don't know if that's something you, that you ever do, but uh, in case you do, they're awesome. Both of the ladies have chandeliers in there. And the guys, it's all stainless steel and marbly looking. It's, it's macho, man. Everybody say, be strong. Be, strong. be, courageous. be courageous. Take action. Take action. Do, not do not fear. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will uphold you. I will strengthen you. What did Paul famously tell Timothy? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind, right? You face the day with this. You face your finances with this. You face all the challenges. Uh, and you trust God. You trust God for, 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 for your, your kids to all come into line with what God has for them. You trust God for this election year that It'll be a favorable outcome for the, for the kingdom. Be a favorable. Let's use our faith. You know, election years, a lot of mudslinging, a lot of name calling. It's harsh, isn't it? It's, it's, democracy is a fascinating thing. It's like, you know, it's like a bag of porcupines, you know, buttoned into each other with their quills, you know. It's crazy. Um, but, you know. We're walking in principles from the kingdom that is not of this world that helps us to function in this fallen world. It's not like we're just, just all drifting off in, in, uh, in some sort of idealism and some sort of um, being so heavenly minded we're of no earthly good. I'm telling you, God gives us strength and courage to take action. Solomon literally had to build a physical temple on, this, on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, and he did it. And the way he did it was God gave David specific detailed pattern on, the, on every little minute detail, and he's doing that for you. And I got it in my spirit that 2023 
around here, and you guys watching online can take hold of this. 2023 is a year of achievement, accomplishment, advancement, and fruitfulness. So I was with my wife and we took her on her birthday. I tried to take her to another country, and that didn't work out. She tried to take me to another state, that didn't work out. So there we were looking at each other and we needed a break, so we went somewhere here in town. And we, and we, got, in a, we got in a hotel for a couple of nights here in town and, and you know, just dined out and I, got, you know, I took my, brought my suit, put a tie on to, to, you know, be, to be suave, you know. And uh, how did that work out? I don't know. I thought, in my mind, I thought it was. But anyway, while we were enjoying our time together, my wife glanced up and noticed some, uh, some wainscoting. I did, that wasn't even in my vocabulary. She said, you know, I like the way that looks on that wall in this restaurant. And I went, yeah, I do too. It, it's, it's just tasteful. So... Yeah, so, so in fact, so for the illustrated sermon, turn and look at the walls on either side right here or back there. And, and we've got Andrew Leak right over there, stand up Andrew, and Patrick Hamrick. Those guys masterfully, stand up Patrick, come on, stand up. Come on, you gotta stand up in Jesus' name. Stand up Andrew, Andrew and Patrick. They're sitting far away from each other because of some issues, but no, I'm just kidding. No, they've been working close together. These guys, are, these guys have a skill. And just like in the temple, and one of my favorite verses about the building of the temple, which just shows inclusion and shows diversity, he poured out their spirit, his spirit on their skill. And you guys that work in, in offices and and, and you, you know you're not just a, a lone uh, ranger. You know, they, it, takes, it takes the skills of the body. And with, for the church, it's the proper working of each individual part that causes the growth of the body, the building up of itself in love. So I, I love it. And uh, Ava Ben Ruby was in town visiting her dad. She had her boyfriend here, and she said, run it around the church. It looks like everything's new. And she named off the carpet and the walls and, and the, you know, and, and, uh, and, and it, I think these are just housekeeping updates that are spiritual indicators, natural indicators of, of where we're headed in the spirit. Little adjustments, little improvements, modifying, cleaning things up. And uh, it, 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 to me... Um, Sometimes things start out spiritually and they, and they impact the natural. Sometimes you, you do things in the natural, like pour, get, get these vessels and start to pour, you know, those physical things that and it precipitates or bring me the loaves and the fishes. That's natural first. And then, psh, he, he, you know, and then so it goes either way. So we, we have to just be open, but we have to be strong with this. I'm strong for world evangelism. I'm strong for billions of people coming to the Lord in my generation. I'm strong that he said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail again. I'm strong about St. Louis Family Church. Things God put in my heart about this ministry, I'm excited about it. And so do not fear. Do not be dismayed. Depression is a crippler. You don't need me to tell you. Anxiety on the worry side 
in depression on the blase bummer, I just am listless side. And the devil wants us in either case to be stuck there, but Jesus doesn't want us stuck. He says, nor be dismayed, don't fear, don't have anxiety, don't be dismayed, don't get somber and depressed. For the Lord, look, here's the answer. For the Lord God, my God, is with you. Moses said, whom shall I say sent me? I am. What a trip. Moses is walking along and even said, I'm not going unless you go with me. You know, and one guy said to Deborah, the judge, uh, uh, I'm not going there unless you go with me. So she, all right. So the, this lady judge had to, uh, to augment the, guy, the guy's his concerns, you know, by her, because he, he saw she had God's hand on, on her life. And, uh, but God's going with us. He says, I am with you. <laughs> I'm with you. The Lord, your God is with you. Emmanuel, God with you. James at work, God's in your, in your shop where you go. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, God's given it to you. God's, he, he's near the brokenhearted. He, he's a father to the fatherless. He's a husband to the widow. He's a present help in the time of need. Come on. A very present help in the time of need. I mean, I go to a church that had 10 feet of water in it. You know, right in this building. We saw it. It was devastating. And God turned it around. Now we've got wainscoting. That's better than the, the Missouri River and the cottonwood tree stuck in the window over there. And you know, eight inches of silt and black, you know, and mold or I don't think it was black mold, it was gray mold. It's not as harsh. We had to clean the ceiling with bleach. I mean, we, we've been through a thing or two. And, um, but Joshua and Caleb, they had to go through some stuff to get to that. It, every worthwhile endeavor requires effort. Well, but I thought we were saved by grace. It's not by works. The effort was on Jesus' part. And the effort is on the followers' part to submit and repent and walk by faith. That takes effort, right? Act, action, action. So we got action. We got an idea. And it was like, yeah, we could do that. And then these guys became available. There was a vacuum and God, as he always does, he filled the void and these guys stepped up and they happened to be available in their schedules. And it's awesome. And they got so good at it, it freaked me out. They just, all of a sudden they'd go, yeah, we'll have this done by today. I said, by today? I sure enough, wow. Turn around and look at the sound booth. That looks like the Starship Enterprise over there. Look at that thing. And there's, beam me up, Scotty. There's Captain Kirk back there. He says, I'll not fail you. Musicians, can we sing that, start with that, he's not failed me yet, and he, or he's not failed me and he won't. Can we sing that line? He won't fail. 